As an engineering leader, you know firsthand that achieving work-life balance can be hard. Many business owners struggle with the balance between their personal lives and their work. This leads to stress and a feeling of regret. But that's not the case for the listeners of the Engineer Your Success podcast with Dr. James Bryant. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. Tune in. Let's engineer your success today. I want to welcome you to the Engineer Your Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. James Bryant, and I have a very special guest today. Have you ever thought about changing your career? Have you had any doubts about what you're doing and you want to continue to accelerate your growth? I have the perfect guest in this conversation is specifically designed for you. Jeff, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? It's such a pleasure to be with you here today. And what to say, right? We could talk about a lot of things, but put very simply, I'm a leadership and career coach for engineers and technology professionals. Founded more than engineering to help people make intentional career transitions and level up their career and life success. And so there are a lot of things around that, and we're going to get into a lot of fun things today in our conversation, I think. But that's just a, a quick little bit about me. No, that's cool, Jeff. Thank you for joining the show. We're going to put a link to Jeff's information in the show notes. So if you want to be able to reach out to him, understand, get a better understanding of the resources that he provides is going to be there. So Jeff, you just talked about that you started more than engineering. So does that mean that you are an engineer? You were an engineer? Tell the artist a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So I've got a pretty wide range of technical experiences I had. I went to school for mechanical engineering, actually did software for a while. I went back into mechanical and manufacturing. I interfaced with electrical and civil engineers and some of the work that I did. And so I, I touched a lot of different pieces in the engineering and the engineering leadership work that I did. But about three years ago, I decided I was at a career plateau and I decided there was a change made. Long story short, decided, and I had opportunities previously that I got into training and coaching and things like that. And I recognized that the things that I loved doing the most, the days that I looked forward to going to work, when I had opportunities to do this really personal focused, even like personal change growth type work, I looked forward to that. I got energized by it. I found fulfillment in that. And so I, when I got to this kind of career plateau, I was like, how can I find a way to get more of that, maybe also leveraging the engineering work that, that I've done too. And so long spent a lot of time in reflection and journaling, and I'm a spiritual religious person. I spent time in prayer trying to figure out what's the right next step for me. And I had this day that I was journaling for quite a while, mm -hmm. and I started connecting ideas of the engineering technology work that I've done and how some of those, even like scientific engineering principles, connect to how we grow as people, as leaders, as teams, and things like that. And I got to the point where I just couldn't stop writing. And I sort of took that as a sign like, okay, this is this combination that maybe I've been looking for and decided at that point to, to start what became more than engineering, looking at the big picture. Yes, we are engineers. That's one piece of our identity, perhaps, uh -huh. of who we are, but we are more than that. We're husbands, wives, fathers, mothers, community members. Uh, neighbors, friends, and all sorts of other things, insert any other hobbies or identities we have. We are more than just the engineers. Let's look at the big picture of who we are and who we want to become 
in our lives. And that's how we try and take the approach here. Yeah. I know one of the things that I talk about a lot is the whole phrase that engineers are people too. You know, <laughs> it, it yeah. is. So that can be taken several different ways. But m- when you think about it, regardless of the analytical skills that we have and our way of thinking or communicating, we're people too. So the same issues and trials and things that everyone faces, we face as well. So I absolutely agree that we are more than engineering. We are so much more than engineering. Engineering is just a piece of what we do. It may define how we think, but it doesn't necessarily have to define who you are. Right, right. Because you're more than engineering. It's just one piece of who you are. It's one piece. So for those of you that are able to see the video, you might be able to see a little bit of Jeff's shirt. So Jeff, back up a little bit so people can actually see your shirt. Yeah, this might, trust me, I'm an engineer shirt that that I'm wearing here today. Trust me, I'm an engineer. Okay. We don't have to. And you may or may not be able to want to trust me and that's fine. But, you know, (laughs) it keeps that part of the engineer identity with me, even Mm -hmm. though maybe I'm not doing technical engineering work anymore, Mm -hmm. but I stay connected to that. And I still like to think that I think as an engineer and a lot of the work that I do and connect with that, that work with the people that I work with and stay true to helping the engineering work move forward as I help people get into places where they can deliver their best engineering impact and leadership impact. And so maybe indirectly, but I'd love to, I mean, engineers are so critical to solving so many of the problems that we have in the world for infrastructure, resources, uh, energy, and so many other things, solving so many of the problems. So if we can put the the right people with the right skills and have them being their best Mm -hmm. in those opportunities, And that's going to help deliver those innovations that we absolutely need uh, as a society, as a world these days. So, yeah, I think that does. I like to think I do my small part to help do that. Yeah, that does need to happen. And the first thing that came to mind is that, trust me, I'm an engineer, but at the bottom, you say, and so much more. Yeah. Because you're more than engineering. Yeah, absolutely more than engineering. Well, here's just a little joke. I know you've got a doctorate degree. I always said to my wife, the only reason I'd probably get a doctorate degree PhD or something like that is, is so that I could say, trust me, I'm a doctor. So, so <laughs> I, I found this year and I was like, well, at least I can say this about the end of the year, right? So, no, no, no I, I love it. I love it. So t- you were telling us about your journey. You were at a crossroads in your career. Mm-hmm. You spent some time in reflection, some time in prayer, time journaling. You're thinking through, okay, I, I know what I'm doing, but I'm not necessarily getting the same level of joy and excitement from what I have been doing. However, there's this thing over here that I'm getting exposed to in that I am doing in terms of coaching and training and helping to develop people. And you start to notice that that really excites you. And Mm. and so you start your company. So how was it in the early days of you starting more than engineering? Yeah, hard (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and a lot harder than I expected. I mean, I, I, I think I went on with, went in with some rose colored glasses for sure. Yeah. I didn't really know what to expect. That's the first time I'd, I'd done some like side entrepreneurship stuff in the past, but I'd never gone whole hog on this before. And so this was new. And, and there was a lot that I didn't know and didn't know that I didn't know. At Banowitz Marketing, we succeed when you succeed. Build a thriving family business with great marketing that actually works. How? Start with comprehensive marketing direction and a clear action plan. 
Then get attentive expert help and choose whether that help comes as done for you services or as done with you guidance. Visit us at thrivingfamilybusiness.com to get started today. Yeah, what what are some examples of the things that you didn't know? And the reason that I, I ask is that we're great. This is engineering your success, where we talk mm-hmm. a lot about success. I did an episode in the past about how failure is an engineer's mm-hmm. best friend. And just from the standpoint of understanding that when you can see the failures, when you can understand why things didn't work, that helps you to build something better so that it can last and stand the test of time. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot that I didn't know. And quite frankly, still a lot that I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's still a process. It's always a process. We're always yeah. learning and growing and figuring out new things. I think fundamentally, like starting a business, like, hey, remember that in order to have a business, there needs to be a way to to bring in revenue and, and a service and stuff. And I, as an engineer and as an engineering leader, had gotten great at operating and yeah. delivering value, right? But I was never really on the sales side. Okay? And, yeah. and that was a big shift for me. Like, okay, how do I start to really market, generate interest and demand? And what are the channels that I'm going to use and different things? And then how do I actually have a conversation with them? With, with someone yeah, and, and help guide them to, I, I could recognize that as I asked questions that there was value I could deliver, but then turning that into a, a, a conversation that said, okay, now there's this opportunity for you to pay me some money to do that. That was something that I had never done before, yeah. like directly. Yeah. Okay? And so a whole new set of skills and not just the skill, but the mindset around that, like mm-hmm. the value I placed on myself and the value I saw that I could deliver for someone yes. and, and saw that, but did I value myself enough to do that? So there's a lot of mindset stuff behind that that I need to deal with. I mean, James, quite frank, and I had two young children at the time when we started, we've got three now. And so oh, wow. the family to take care of, my wife wasn't working. And, and so like, there was all this pressure on me to like, figure this out and then yeah. the pandemic hit all this stuff. And so I was like, holy crap, how am I going to do this? But I also had this little fire inside that like burned something outside of me was, was pulling me to do this. <laughs> and so I knew I had to keep rolling with it and, and couldn't give up on it. But, but there were days literally that I wanted to like crawl under my desk and hide from oh, the world. Man. Cause I was so scared. I didn't know well, what I was doing. I'm glad that you were able to overcome that. Yeah. And that you didn't hide under the desk or stay under the desk. What were some specific things that you did to start to really gain traction? Because in the beginning, you're like, what am I going to do? How am I going to get clients? Oh, no. Now I'm talking to people. Now I have to close the sale. So what's really been some examples of some things that you've done to kind of close that gap? Yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit higher level before we get kind of strategic stuff and, and recognize that anyone who we're talking to today, and, and I recognize that a lot of your listeners are probably like most podcast listeners, probably doing something else while they're listening to a podcast, yeah. they're doing yep. the dishes, they're out driving around, they're exercising or, or doing something else. And so I put some, some resources gathered just for the engineer, your success audience so that we can talk about that later. But I also will we'll just share right now, they can get that at www.engineeringcareeraccelerate.com slash engineer your success. There's some free resources just for the, the listeners of the show here that people can grab and, and we'll make sure to get them that link there as well. But but higher level and, and some of the things that are, that are in those resources there 
is some of the some of the mindsets and and getting down to what's that deeper level of motivation to push you through those challenges. And I had to connect with that, right? Like mm-hmm. the why a lot from Simon Sinek, which probably gets talked about a lot. Like start with, start why, with why that that sort of stuff. And so, so a tool that I uh, ha- still have to use multiple times with me and I, uh, with myself, and I use this with my, my own clients a lot, came from, and this is one of those things that comes from the engineering technology world, but applied to, to us as humans, did this a lot, especially when I was working in manufacturing, when we were working on like process improvement, stuff like mm-hmm. this, we would use a tool called the five whys to dive down to what's the root cause of the issue that we were dealing with. Okay. Yeah. There's maybe mm-hmm. a surface level problem. We see a an alert or an error or, or a quality issue, what's the real reason? And so we dive, why is that happening? Why is that happening? Why is that happening? At least five levels deep. Mm-hmm. Well, we can apply the same tool, very simple, just asking why five times to identifying a goal that we say, but, but why is that really important to us? Okay. And asking that question multiple levels deep. So we go from what's the goal to why is that important? Okay, what's that deeper level intrinsic motivation? So I had to tap into that mm-hmm. for things that I recognized that I loved, you know, and this is things that I had sort of started to, to touch into before I started the company that I loved and gained fulfillment in seeing people and having that front row seat to seeing people, front row seat to seeing people change their lives and, and achieve their results. I found so much fulfillment in that. I need to stay connected with that. And so the little successes along the way to help me me through that. And so I found and continue to find sales and marketing system, taking multiple trainings to help me improve how I have those conversations. Mm -hmm. And it's not about me coming and say, hey, I'm awesome. And and I have everything that you need. But but a great sales conversation as I've learned and, and continue to practice and try and adopt for myself is about finding mutual value. Yes. I have to truly believe in the mindset that in myself that that the value that I am delivering is is far and above what someone is going to pay me and I've seen that be true over and over again. You can measure that financially with with raises and new opportunities that that people get yeah. from from 10, 20, 40,000 even doubling salaries sometimes, okay, mm-hmm. with, with some of the career opportunities. But, but also some of the intrinsic value that people get out of that, that might not be able to be measured financially, mm-hmm. but you know, the, the alignment that they find in their lives, in their careers, uh, the time maybe they free up, the re-energizing of their interest in, in what work they're doing, where they were maybe disengaged before, and, and what's that worth to them? And I had a hard time connecting that earlier, but, but we got there, right? I want to invite you to the next UnWebinar. What is an UnWebinar? It's no slides, no sales pitch, just added value. These are small group discussions that are designed to really be two-way conversations between you and myself, where you can get insight and advice on the issues that you're dealing with today. The overall goal is to equip you with what you need so that you can win at work and at home. Understand you do not have to do it alone. Sign up for the next UnWebinar today. Yeah, yeah. one of the things I hear, Jeff, is that you identified an area where you needed to do some work, right? You identified, you, you did the deep work to figure out why is this an issue? Why is this happening? And you tried to get to the root 
cause of maybe the reluctance of of selling or just because you haven't done it before or whatever it's going to be. But, and, and this is one of the reasons why I asked the question is that there may be people that are listening that are thinking about doing something different and they may have identified a barrier that they see that is maybe stopping them from moving forward. And what I would encourage people is to do something similar to what you did. Ask those deep questions. Why do you really want to do it? Why does it really matter? And make that connection, but also go do the work because you said you took some sales training. You went through and you continue to take that training and to learn so that you can grow in that area where you saw that you needed to grow. And I don't want to gloss over that whole aspect of it. If there's something that you want to do, go for it and prepare yourself to be able to overcome those issues that you see, because the strength that you need is on the other side of the obstacle. Yes. And that obstacle can be used to make you into a better business person, a better salesperson, a better engineer, a better whatever it is that you want to do. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 wholeheartedly agree with that is is identifying that, that that deeper stuff and then doing the work. Like it's it's it it is a lot of work mentally, emotionally, and, and technically a lot of different pieces to that to, to fit together and still is. Yeah. So, all right. So you're helping clients with transition their careers or find better career success. And you've been doing that for now, three years, a little over three years now. Yeah, not quite. I mean, we're, we're recording this in the end of July, 2022. I, I started just right at the end of August of 2019. So not quite three years when we're having this discussion. Okay. And also you've been doing things on podcasts as well, correct? Yeah. So I, I've partnered with the Engineering Management Institute and Anthony Fasano, who, who's run the Engineering Career Coach podcast, I think since 2013. And so when the pandemic hit, he sort of put a pause on some of that and was doing some other things. And and, and so I sort of raised my hand. This is an opportunity to kind of, hey, see, an op- see a need, fill a need, right? So, so I raised my hand and said, hey, do you need someone to continue to host this if this is something that maybe you don't have the bandwidth for. And, and I'd already done some, some work to kind of collaborate and create some content for him and his platform and things like that with some things he's built over many years. And so he said, yeah, let's talk about that. Great idea. And so since kind of the fall of 2020, I've been the, the primary host of the Engineering Career Coach podcast, which is a great win-win for me as far as exposure. And I get to talk to amazing people and he gets to keep that, that channel and that thing going that, that's been going for a long time. Yeah. And so looking for those matching of, of interests and, and needs there is a, is a great opportunity. So see a need, fill a need, mm-hmm. and continue to add value. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like you're all about adding value here, man. I mean, ho- hopefully we're always adding value wherever we go. Yeah. If we're not at least trying to, then yeah, maybe, maybe something's wrong. We're being a little selfish there. Yeah. So in terms of general success principles, things that you've been able to kind of lean into to help you have a successful engineering career now being successful in building your business. What are some, if there were two or three things that you would call out to help the audience as they're looking to engineer their success? 
Yeah. So a lot of the foundational work that I do myself, because it's literally changed my life. And, and this is some of the stuff I got into before I started the business was a lot around the importance of mindsets and mindset development and mm -hmm. how our mindsets drive our behavior, which then drives our results. Right. Yep. And so one of the things, and this is some of the trainings and, and work that I was doing in my, in my company, but we did a lot of mindset training that, that comes from a company called the Arbinger Institute mm -hmm. and, and they call it the outward mindset. Anyway, this, this idea that connected with some of the ideas we were talking about, like engineers are people too, but, but this idea, simple, but sometimes harder than, than it might sound, is to see people as people. Yeah. Okay? Like people who matter, like I matter, and therefore I care about what are their needs, what are their objectives, what are they trying to accomplish, what are their challenges in their lives? And therefore, I, if I care and I find out what those are, then I take that into account in the work and the actions and things that I do. Whereas the antithesis of that is what they call the inward mindset, more self-focused, whereas I see people as objects, people that I just use or vehicles to get stuff done that I need to, maybe they're obstacles in my way or they're just irrelevant and I don't care about them. Okay. Can I just, just put them off? And so reframing all human interactions that way, you know how I'm seeing people has, has changed me and huge shift when I was working in the, in the company and some of the ways that I went about doing my work, I had to apply that. And that's why I try and stay close to these principles because by, by teaching them, helping them, helping other people work through them, I keep being reminded of work that I continue to need to do. So mm -hmm. maybe on a scale of one to 10, if I were to take a, a mindset assessment, I, I start at like a 1.7. Maybe I've moved to like a <laughs> 2.3. I've yeah. made a little bit of progress, but I still got plenty of work to do. But, but yeah. I've moved the needle and a, a little bit at least. But, but by staying close to this work, I get to keep reminding myself and moving that needle over time as we keep moving forward. So one success principle is having an outward mindset. Yeah. Seeing people as people and, and caring about their success and, and having mutual success together then. Yeah. And we know that engineers are people too. Right. Instead of just focusing on what you care about. Yeah. All right. So that's one. That's one. What's the next? The other one that will stay is connected to that, also connected with relationships here, is to be transformational, not transactional. Okay. And, and there's a whole leadership model around transformational leadership and what that looks like, different pieces. But for really just thinking about how do we have these transformational relationships when I interact with someone like, like you, like we're collaborating here on this podcast, this conversation, we're going to have, we've already had conversation outside of that. We will continue to have more. Mm -hmm. It's not just, hey, I'm coming on. I'm going to give you this podcast episode. Okay, see you later. Never talk to you again. And, and it could be like that, but, but that would be pretty transactional. Or if someone yeah. were to... Any, any service that we have as an engineer or, or in my work, if someone just, just pays some money, there's a transaction, say, here you go, and then that's it. But, but I want everyone that I work with to really not just like maybe get that result, maybe they get that career shift, but I want them to, be, to feel like they have shifted and changed and transformed through the process. Yes. Not just that external result, but that they are different. And, and I see that quite often the people I work with and, and many people will say, yeah, I got the, the new opportunity I was looking for, but we did so much more in some of the mindset work and, and other things that we did together that I didn't know that I needed. 
Yeah. But, but has actually been transformational in, in that way. And so, but, but think about ways that we can do that in, in all relationships and aspects of our lives to be transformational, not transactional. Hey, this is James, and I'm here to help you win at work and at home. Let's connect. You can use the link in the show notes to schedule a complimentary session. We're going to walk through the steps that it's going to take for you to start thriving so you can engineer your success and live the life that you love. Come on, sign up today. All right. So outward mindset, be transformational, not transactional. Is there one more? Is there yet one more success principle that we can get from Jeff? Mm, I'd say, and this is this is really fundamental to some of the other work that I do, is to be intentional. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, other words that we might say, proactive, deliberate, decide who you want to become, and then work to become that person. And, and that's one of the hard things for engineers and technology people, because thinking about just from a career perspective only, like mm-hmm. engineers are so versatile in so many of the things that they can do, the ways that they can apply their education, their experience, their skills, and, and what they bring to the table. So many different industries, so many different functions they can be great at. And so they're trying to make these decisions. What do I do? And how do I connect that with the things that I'm really interested in? And, and what excites me and the impact that I want to deliver and all these things. And so sometimes I can lead engineers to try and figure out, feel like I need to have all the right answers. I need to have my whole career mapped out. You have these questions. Where do you want to be in five, 10, 20 years? Right. Yeah. And, and sometimes they, 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 they clam up. They're like, I don't know, get all sweaty yep. and all sorts of things. But, but being intentional about it. And it's not like we're ever going to get so much clarity that we're going to have every single step mapped out, like X marks the spot. We have every step mapped out along the way. But can we establish a North Star, maybe, Mm -hmm. that guiding light that says, these are the things that are important to me. Another perhaps analogy I like to use with people is like, what's that? what are those criteria that you can maybe use as a set of filters that you can run opportunities and, and different things through so that when they come your way, you can say, hey, does that meet the criteria? Whether that's the values you want to live by or the things you want to learn, the areas you want to spend your time in. Because if you don't have those things defined, then you'll just be reactive to yep. things coming your way. Like if you're not intentional about where you spend your time and energy, well, then someone's going to decide for you. Yep. So, so we need to, to decide that and be proactive about that and, and who we want to become. Right. So yeah. that's, that's the other success principle. And, and there's a lot of tools I, I work with people around that would, yeah. when they come to me and they're like, Hey, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up, or I want to find my happy place in my career. Yeah. And so it's like, what, what does that mean? What does that look like? Well, we can, def- each person defines that for themselves. Mm-hmm. They define it. Because what that is for James is different than it is for Jeff. Yep. It's different than it is for anyone else. Right. But, but when you can define that for yourself, then you can start making decisions based on that. Mm-hmm. and live according to it and, and build the life that you want. Yeah, when you are, when you define who you want to be and those filters that you're talking about, then you're looking at those opportunities mm-hmm. and you're saying, is this opportunity moving me closer to who I want to be? Uh, right. Is this beneficial and helping move me in the right direction? Or is this a distraction? Is this something that is going to really get in the way. So I work with clients that, 
yes, they want the next promotion in the job, but they also express the fact that they want to spend time with their family. So with my clients, then not only does the career position become one of those filters, but the family time becomes a filter. And so Mm -hmm. as you are exploring those opportunities and you're thinking, how can I win at work and at home? Then that becomes your filter. And you say, okay, if I take this opportunity, it's going to pay me X, but it's going to, it means that I'm going to travel all the time. I'm never going to have time to spend with my family. Well, based on the filters that you already predetermined, that may not be the opportunity for you. And then there may be a different opportunity that comes around where it pays a little bit less, but it gives you the flexibility that you're looking for. Just yes. got a, one of those one of those emergency weather alerts on the on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> but that is those filters are absolutely useful in helping people navigate the decisions in life. Yes. Yeah. So finding finding those things for you, those criteria, those those core values of your life, those things you want to do. And think about like, hey, the, the steps we take in our lives and our careers, they're iterative, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to, again, you're not going to have everything mapped out necessarily, but can you define the next step within the context of the things you want to do and learn? I, I love principles from a, from a book that I'll recommend called Designing Your Work Life. I think it's by Dave Evans and Bill Burnett, a couple of guys out of Stanford that apply the ideas of design thinking to designing your, your life and your career. Mm-hmm. And one of the ideas that they use in there is, is this idea that each stage of our lives and our careers is essentially a prototype. And engineers can appreciate this. We, we move through, we create products or services and things or, or, or preliminary designs. And so it's a prototype, but then we iterate through that before we get to the final product. And so our, our careers, we get to think about the same way. Like, like you, you try something out, you collect data, you get feedback from, from others and, and you collect data yourself. Like, what am I enjoying about this? What are the things that are, are fun? And then maybe Think about how can you design essentially the next prototype for the next experiment to say, what's the next set of data I want to collect? The next scientific method even, like yeah. what's my next hypothesis, things I want to try. And it doesn't mean you need to necessarily go whole hog on something and, and jump right in completely change. Maybe there's a project uh, inside your company. Maybe there is a situation or, or an opportunity in a community uh, organization mm-hmm. or or another sort of project or, or opportunity there, or maybe you have a, a friend that you want to collaborate with and try something out. James, you started the podcast about a year ago, and that, mm-hmm. that was a new thing, right? Yep. Uh, starting these projects and different things, can we try something out, collect the data, see what works, see what we're enjoying, and, and then we can determine, do we want to keep going with it? If so, great. If not, that's okay too. We go on to what's the next project or what's the next experiment. We continue to keep iterating. Right. We continue to improve. It's a continuous improvement process. Yes. Where you're implementing changes, you're assessing what the impact of those changes are on the results that you want. And then from that observed outcome and the observed inputs, you start to make changes. So this is what I was doing. Here's the outcome that that I got. You know what? There's some different things that I may want to try. So you come up with different inputs. That will lead to different outputs and you keep kind of working through 
until you find something that will work for you. So Jeff, you've mentioned a few times that you set aside some resources for the listeners of the Engineer Your Success podcast. So what can the listeners expect to find when they click that link? Yeah, so it what they'll be getting there is something we call the Engineer's Career Clarity Checklist. There's a list of, of resources and ideas. There's There's some videos, there's some exercises, reflective exercises for them to do. To, to really go through and consider some of these questions we've been talking about today. What's important in my career? Who do I want to become? What do I want to try? Maybe what's the next experiment? What, what are those things that are really important to me? Those five wise activity. Another one is what's my genius zone? Can I identify my zone of genius and where I do my very best work? Right? So, so it's a collection of these things that, that I hope uh, and have found many times with, with dozens and dozens, maybe hundreds and hundreds of, of people who have used the tool that at this point who have found maybe just a little bit more clarity and, and can start being intentional about mapping out their careers. Is it maybe going to answer every question that you ever had about your life and who you want to become? Probably not, but, but it's going to get you closer and, and you're going to be starting to take action there after after you get there. So again, that's at www. And you do need to put the W's in there for, for it to work, by the way. Engineeringcareeraccelerator.com slash engineer your success. All right, Jeff, I want to thank you again for coming on the podcast, for just dropping value for our listeners and our audience. I'm going to end this podcast like this episode, like I end every episode. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it. And there is a select group of people that actually follow through, do it, and are living the life of their dreams. Jeff, I want to thank you for being part of that select few. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure to be with you. And I look forward to staying connected with all the great work that you're doing. So thanks so much. All right, Jeff. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it, and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life, and it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks. Thanks.